just a lovely text in about how incredible dogs are. I'm a doganist. It's a new word. It's a new word. Hi, Brendan. My late granddad had a dog called Bernie. Great name. Who used to get the number seven bus into town every day to granddad's shop in Cork City. Uh, Barney used to just cross the Douglas Road outside St Finbar's Hospital and the Douglas bus would stop and take him on and drop him off outside Grandad's shop. Oh, Barney was a legend. Thanks, Bernard. That, that, I just love those stories. Now, my first guest uh, was a carer as soon as she left school and now works as the general manager of Bluebird Care. Uh, she recently went on the virtual dementia bus to experience firsthand what it might be like to have dementia. Emma Dennis, you're very welcome to Thank the show. Thank you very much for having me today, Brendan. Thank you so much for coming in. So you got into caring from a very early age. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a very natural process for me. Um, I'm one of triplets. Are uh, you? Yeah, Amazing. God love my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I have a brother with autism, so I've grown up with that kind of around me. And then I was very fortunate to meet my best friend in school who suffered from a very rare form of um, neurofibromatosis and unfortunately she passed away. So that was really the the time in my life where I decided that I wanted to be a carer. Um, so so yeah. talk to me about life at home with your brother, your triplets. You know, you don't know anything different. No, That's the no thing it's about the kids. norm. Yeah, it's so a norm. How no. was it? Uh -huh. Brilliant. My parents are absolutely fantastic. Everything is just the norm. Never treat you anything any different, you know. Everything, it, it wasn't about just my brother. It was about us, you know. So we never knew any different. It was normal for us. So what did you observe? Was your mother the main carer? Um, both. Right. Both. Well, obviously, well, my mum would be the main carer, but um, my dad as well, just as much, you know. So it's it's tough. Um, what do you think... What what was your early observations of how you saw care? Because I think you were obviously imprinted, right? Cause yeah, yeah, it was imprinted. I suppose it was it was my best friend Eve and seeing the care for her more so than my brother because it was the norm growing up. And um, so seeing Eve being cared for by Temple Street Hospital, the nurses coming into my secondary school, trying to promote her independence in school as well, really was. This, that's when I said, right, I'm going to be a nurse and make a difference. Uh, and what was it? She was, she was in a wheelchair while she had to work. Yeah, she and, was. And, so and she had a ventilator and a tracheostomy and everything. She was very, very sick. And you were in school, so you're just a kid. I know. And it was tough going because our school wasn't purpose built for her either. So she had to deal with situations where she couldn't go up to the art, art room and I would stay down with her, you know, so that she didn't feel lonely and that she didn't feel any different and, you know, that kind of way and make her feel included, so. So you hoped to do nursing? Yeah. And what happened? It didn't work out. <laughs> Nightmare. So um, I tried, um, I left school, I thought I was going to get the points, I thought, I'm grand, I'll be great, you know, and then it didn't work out, so um, I ended up doing... Um, a VTEC level five in pre-nursing studies in Inchicore College of Further Education. And then from there, I did really well. Thought I was going to get into nursing again. Got 585 points in that. Didn't happen for me again. I tried six times and I kind of just gave up hope. But when I finished the course in Inchicore College, I decided I'll go and do social care um, in Blanchardstown. And I did my degree in that, which is the study of people in society. So from there, I kind of branched into different areas of care like intellectual disability um, uh, school completion programs It's interesting your path to this it was kind of you were gently guided to it weren't mm. you because what looks like rejection mm -hmm. was actually just the right turns for you And my, my parents say that to me all the time maybe it was just so much for you with Neve and the impact of that and losing her at such a young age that maybe it wasn't my calling to be a nurse that I was supposed to do something else that kind of thing So, so was Neve in your mind Always All of this Yeah 
really yeah even now to this day like I still find it hard like this year it'll be 20 years and I still find it very very hard to let go of the whole thing because she had such a profound impact on me really so uh, what do kind of people do you look after you said they're neurodiverse they're what what kind of people what's your main area of expertise now um elder elder care yeah that is my expertise so when I left um, when I finished my degree, um, the last two years, I decided to um, go into Bluebird Care and become a carer. And then I started off from there. I, I you know, it's, it, I just, this, you, I, this is not my show. I'm just covering for holiday. <laughs> Oliver's off doing a play, every, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm, I didn't even know you were coming in. Mm-hmm. So this is just pure coincidence. Mm-hmm. But I have to not get very impassioned by this because I think, carers are incredible people you just are and I've watched we've been blessed that mamas have been able to get the most incredible care and I've just watched the way that people bond with her yeah it's it's a it's a unique kind of person it is oh definitely you have to you have to have a genuine caring nature I believe anyway yeah Um, I feel like you have to be empathetic compassionate kind generous and probably go above and beyond if you can but not too much either because obviously there are you know things that you can't do too much of it when you work for certain companies but I, th- I think it does take a special type of person and, and Bluebird and you mm-hmm. and carers in general mm. you are big advocates for people staying in their own homes oh absolutely yeah that's our main aim is and it yeah absolutely 100% and why is that so important then um Home is where the heart is, I believe. Yeah. Um. Nobody wants to go into long term care, and um, nobody wants to go into a healthcare facility. You know. So why not try and make it happen? Like you said, the fair deal. If we could do something with that to provide yeah. hours at home, uh, for people. I've worked with many sick people with severe diagnosis, and the, you you look at it and you're like, oh my god, they're not going to last this long. And then it turns out that you have them for four or five years. Really? And, yeah. No. Absolutely. I had one case, and it was just unbelievable. We were told six to eight weeks and then we had him for four years like and he had a brain tumour and I do believe that's because he was at home but I also believe it's because of the carers that were going in and helping him as well as the family like it's much bigger than just the person you're looking after it's also the family you're providing that support um, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, I have found myself <laughs> yeah. sitting at the kitchen table opening up to the carer. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what we're there for. You know, it's it's about doing the personal care for the individual and getting what they need done. But we're never there to force a person to do that either. You can never force someone to do something that they don't want. And pr- trying to promote that independence as much as possible. You're not there to take over someone's life. You're not. And when you're caring for older people there is an there is an end stage imminent sometimes yeah. right how difficult is that I it mean, can be very hard how um, do you cope with that like my experience because I was so young getting into it yeah. I found that really hard my first customer that passed away they actually brought me into the office because they probably knew that I was going to take a hard but we we provide support like we have an employee employee assistance program you know we provide counselling we're always there for our carers like we have a 24 hour um, on call service people are never alone we'll even go out with the person if someone is you know passing away and it's not just our carers coming in it's like a multi multidisciplinary team you've got palliative care in there you've got public health nurses involved it's a huge huge process you know when looking after someone at home tell me about some of the people you've met who stands out do you have any and, and i love that you don't call them clients why do you, you we don't... call them customers yeah, how because come? 
I don't know, because you're providing a service to them. You yeah. know, I yeah. just think clients, it's very clinical. Yeah, it is. Um, it? Even like with my brother with autism, I don't like the word service user. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just. Yeah, customer's good. It's yeah. Straight down you the line. You provide a service to someone, so why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they can complain. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I bet you they do. And I'm the complaints officer, so um, I, you know, I deal with that. Can you tell me about some of the people that stand out that you've met? Like customer wise? Yeah, you don't have to say their names, obviously, but yeah. My very first client I worked with um, I did 24 hour care with um, wow. he had round the clock care um, and we had him for 8 years oh wow yeah so he that, that was a great experience you know that actually made me into the carer I was I became so OCD because oh. everything had to be so particular in his home do you know so. okay so you really have to react to their desires absolutely and needs and you have to be adaptable every customer I've been to has been completely different but most of the people that I've been with have been people with dementia or um, Alzheimer's Parkinson's motor neurons MS a wide range of customers uh, this is a kind of a medical but I suppose a, a sensitive question how does uh, caring for someone at their at the end of life differ from someone with Parkinson's or dementia is, is it is it different it is different, obviously, because you see, you know, when it's at the end and it's very hard, like you can you, see it. How do you do it? I don't know. You just find the strength somehow. Like, I really, like it's, I've been in situations where, you know, people have passed away or even my, in my own family, you know, and you're just, it's hard. Like the feeling is unbelievable. You just find that strength somewhere to be in that moment with that person. And you have to be strong for them, the family, everybody else. And it's afterwards, like if you didn't cry, Brendan. Um, you wouldn't be normal. Yeah. Um, I think if you don't get upset, you know, and it, it's it's tough. Yeah. But yeah. even in general, if people aren't passing away, dealing with people that are so sick with Parkinson's, you see them deteriorate. Uh, people with MS, um, just even old people just being, you know, frail, that don't have any diagnosis. It's, it's hard, like. You touched on it there. You can become very attached to oh, yeah. your customers. Uh how do you how do you manage that? Do they do they train you to be a little bit distant, or do they do they train? Do you get training about how to protect yourself? Yeah, like obviously there's a care plan in the house, okay. you know, where you have to follow what you need to do, and if you go above and beyond, you know, it can go a bit skewed. But I don't what think. That, you, what do you mean by above and beyond? If you just get too invested? Yeah, like sometimes we have carers that will clean out customers' attics and stuff <laughs> like that. Like they go above and beyond because they're so invested in making a difference. In, a difference in people's lives like we're there for a reason the HSC are quite strict on what type of care we provide like if they find out that you're going off that tangent um, it can be very difficult massive risk of burnout oh absolutely it's very absolutely. physical as well isn't it yeah it's a very physically demanding job but you have to make sure that your carers are trained like we go through a really extensive um, recruitment process you said to us that there are many times you probably gave too much of yourself. Oh, absolutely. And that, that will result in burnout yeah. and then you're no good to anybody. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you come back from that? What do you do? I suppose just being a bit more selfish, thinking about myself and doing stuff that I like to do. Like you, you've cut holidays short, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... I mean... <laughs> when I was a carer, not so much, but coming into the office, yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I just really wanted to make a difference. Yeah. Make a stand in Bluebird Care. I'm going to be a bit controversial now. How oh, are Lord. conditions for carers? And where I know there's regulation happening. I know, oh, yeah, yeah. I know there's, there's, mm. a, there's definitely is a movement to, to, to protect the industry, to mm -hmm. value the industry. Yeah. That, that is happening, and I yeah, know yeah. that is. So we're, we yeah. don't have to get into the politics of it all, but mm. I'm, I'm very, very 
versed in mm-hmm. the care world, as yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. And I'm I'm delighted to see minimum wage. I'm delighted to see there's going to oh, be travel yeah. expenses. Mm-hmm. I'm delighted to see it's going to be better holiday yeah. pay and also more support. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. I suppose why I'm saying that is if people are thinking about being a carer, what would you say to them? I'd say go for it. Would you? I would, absolutely. Um, be it if it's a person that has been caring for someone at home and coming on board or someone that is, it's some it's something brand new to them. Yeah. I'd highly recommend it. I've had a positive experience. I really have. I can vouch for myself. Oh, you I've, love it. I can see it oh, in you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I really have. Don't get me wrong. It's been very, very tough. Has I've it? My, oh, yeah. I've yeah. had my moments. Like when I went coming from care into... Care, yeah, care coordinator, then general management. Like it's been tough. Like I've had to learn to adapt and deal with things because I am a sensitive soul. You know, now I'm the general manager, and if something goes wrong, dealing with those difficult situations, trying to de-escalate things between carers, customers, family members, it can be very, very hard. But it's all about the team having the right team in the office, and that's where it's gone wrong for years. Is that you've had people in offices doing this job where they don't understand what it's about or they have most of uh, people most of the people in Bluebird have actually come from being a carer themselves and with the company like my office alone and most of the people working for us are are ex-carers and that gives you the much greater understanding of the sensitivities around the pressures Yeah. yeah you can put yourself in the shoes of the carer do you ever miss it yeah do you yeah what do you, if I could turn back time now and hopefully if I have my babies and I'm lucky and I get married and get my house, I'm hoping that I'll be able to go back and do that again because it was not that I'm not happy now, um, but that was one of the happiest times. I have a text here from you. Um, what a loss to the nursing profession, all because of points. So you're a great young woman. What <laughs> advice would you give to someone who's facing obstacles when it comes to education? Don't think that you have to be this highly academic individual. That's something that I always say. Like, I wouldn't be the brightest spark. I really wouldn't. Stop it. Um, I, I'm a grafter. I have You're to work amazing. hard. You're and amazing. I believe that you can really make it if you want it. And I am I would like to think that people can look at my story and go, oh, my God, I can do this. But there's another avenue, another way. And it doesn't have to be about leaving certain points. So you run... The, the the story that was in the paper yesterday was about my mom. We had a similar situation. My dad dad had to go to nursing home because yeah. we get only access fair deal. Absolutely, it's, this is just the facts. Mm-hmm. Only access fair deal mm-hmm. for nursing home care, mm-hmm. and w- w- we were hoping that that would open up a little bit. Now I I do know statutory home care is being piloted, which is amazing. Yeah. We may have home care for everybody in the future, which is actually the dream. dream. But in the meantime, what would it mean to you to open up? fair deal for home care how would that affect business or clients do you think oh it would just make a huge difference like it really would people I don't even know how to answer Um, it would just make a huge difference yeah you know knowing that they could have those hours that can be put in the home it would just be amazing like instead of thinking I have to change my environment now and go somewhere where I don't want to really go um, it's frightening and are you feeling are you feeling the pressure that you know that the waiting list for people who have been approved for home care but still not getting the care they're they're entitled to yeah like they we're we're suffering from cases where say someone has uh, been asked to do a 21 hour home care package for someone and then when the approval happens they're only getting five hours a week and then fill that in for me now why is that um, it could be just because the funding is not there in the HSE. It could be that they just can't free up the hours uh, for that particular individual. So they will bring that person home with five hours. So from somebody who, who is a carer, who runs a business that is caring, what are the biggest barriers for more successful care in the community, do you think? We need more training. Really? Um, like the dementia bus. 
um, you know, providing more training for people in that area just makes the world a difference. The standard of care that we're getting now is is not the same. Like even for me, eleven years ago, it's just different. Like it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a different kind of person. So now. when you're you're running you're running Bluebird and you're 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 sending people out into the community, mm-hmm. do you you're you're you need more carers, don't you? You need oh, more yeah. people. You're constantly yeah, looking yeah. for for more people. Mm-hmm. And and what would we say to people? You know what? How is it getting? Is it getting more attractive? Is it going to get better for to be a carer? Do you think? Is it improving? I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so anyway. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, we provide so much training now. It's unbelievable. Like the process itself from when you start to when, you know, from the beginning to when you start is huge. Um, we provide HSE land training, patient moving and handling, induction training, this virtual dementia bus thing, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. And um, that will be, it will make a huge difference to, to carers out there on the field. Yeah. It really, really will. I think it is improving. What kind of people become carers? Is there a general type of person? Is it, are they empaths? Is that the word you're looking for? Uh, I think if you just genuinely care about people, you can you can really make it. I really do. You have to have a kind nature about yourself. You have have to be adaptable, um, and just kind and open your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to people. Yeah, I mean, I really. I'm amazed at the industry and I, I, I hope it, get, it it continues to improve so people because if the conditions are better more people will come and work in the, yeah. in, in, in the industry won't and they? And we need to yeah and we need to acknowledge like some of these um, homes that people are going into are difficult. Are they? Yeah absolutely you've, like you've got people that wouldn't be very wealthy and people that would be very wealthy so we're dealing with all walks of life you know yeah. so some of the environments are tough um, and How I know <laughs> yeah. asking for a friend how do you cope <laughs> with family politics Mm. <laughs> we like one point of contact. That's what we like That's to deal a, with yeah. because it gets too messy after that. You can have a brother and a sister arguing what way they see their parents care oh, yeah. to be <laughs> and um, really um, that's the only way going forward we're not dismissing how other people feel but it just makes things a lot easier of course yeah. someone who's pragmatic <laughs> yes um, I, I suppose uh, what's happening within a family is it's very emotional to watch your 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 in most cases that we're talking about yeah. here parent or you know older person in the family they're, they're, they're not well you no. know and that, that has its own mm-hmm. I suppose weight yeah. and difficulty. Just yeah. ma- you know, you're, you're watching these people get get frailer and sicker and older, and it's it's heartbreaking. It's very difficult, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I feel very much for the carers because they're the ones that are actually there dealing with those situations. So they're ringing into us saying this is what's going on, and it's very hard when they feel as well that certain family members don't, you know, help out as much as they they should or the way. Well, they might think that, but they might not be able to, you know, so it is it is very, very hard. And I suppose when sometimes the the the, per, the, the customer, I, you know, you hear about families where the customer is like, do not, does not want the carer oh, in the house. How's that oh, working out? Oh, I'm really, really hard. Like, <laughs> and you know yourself, older people will always, I'm not having carers, I'm independent, yeah. you're taking it away. We're not there to take over people's life. Yeah. We're really not. Yeah. So it's a slow process. Obviously, they've been given a home care package for a reason because they need to, uh, help with sharing. We were very, so man broke her hip and we were very lucky because my mother's very sociable and mm. so she really, she 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 called, she called when I ring and there's a carer in the house, she goes, my lady's in waiting her here. <laughs> <laughs> and they love her, they really yeah. do. Uh, um, unfortunately now she's she's gotten sicker but yeah. for she had a great year of carers coming in and mm-hmm. the ladies and they really 
really, really love man. And you could hear them laughing with her yeah. if you were in the house, you yeah. know. So it, it does create a great bond. So I suppose when you're trying to get, and then my other friend, her mother absolutely did not want carers in the house. Mm. So that's really tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we have customers that do that all the time. And they were like kicking the carer out after five minutes. Yeah. But you'll get the carer to try again or way outside in their car just for you know just to be there but yeah. you just take it slowly it's not about taking over someone's life yeah. build the rapport up before you engage in the activities you need to engage in that's, that's the way that's we work that's a t-shirt right it. there isn't Absolutely. it but listen I've done, I want to talk about the, the virtual dementia bus brilliant idea oh yeah I mean I want to put all my family on it first of all you know because it's, when you know somebody really really mm-hmm. well and they develop dementia and their short term memory it, it can I can see other people Sometimes myself included, my moms yeah. get very frustrated oh, with yeah. it. So I actually watched that Anthony Hopkins film, The Father, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's a really good mm-hmm. insight. So mm-hmm. tell me about this demen- virtual dementia bus. Okay, so Bluebird Care has introduced a pioneering new training programme. Um, it's it's about training to care. It's a virtual dementia simulator bus. Okay. I got to engage in it on the 31st of July with one of my colleagues uh, from my office and yep. other people from Bluebird Care. And basically you go onto this bus um, a facilitator brings you on and he gets you to put some um, pieces of equipment on yep. via headphones, loud noises going in, insoles into your shoes with spikes, um, which were very, very painful. Yeah, I read that. What's that about? Um, I suppose it's it's trying to give you an understanding in this in a person's shoes with dementia that the pain that they can be in because a lot of people with dementia, it's not just about behavioural issues and memory loss. It's also about the physical pain that they feel. A lot of people with dementia suffer with a lot of leg pain. It's such pain. a cruel disease, Absolutely. isn't it? So that was to give us um, a perspective on what it was like was to it fri- walk around. Was it, was it frightening? Yeah. When I went in, I was fearful, um, to be honest with you, because when you have the headphones on, the sirens are going. You've got a pair of uh, glasses on that are all blurred and mucky looking. And then you, um, you know, you're being asked all these tasks. Yeah, please pick up uh, the plates out of the sink. So the facilitator brings you into this room and there's flashing lights and the room is dark. And you have all these loud noises and sirens going through your head. And when he's asking you to take the plates out of the sink, you can't even think straight. You honestly can't. Like, I felt actually my capacity went within five minutes. Wow. I could not understand a thing the facilitator was asking me. And I had two other ladies in the room with me. And I actually got um, very frustrated with myself. Um, because I was annoyed with myself for not understanding. Mom and I had the capacity. Yeah, yeah mom gets know? very frust- frustrated is a great word. Yeah. So the idea is... Produce the research has showed that it changes how, how trainees approach dementia care like massively, doesn't yeah. it? It's to give you an insight how a person feels with dementia, but also giving um, healthcare professionals an insight into how we can change our training and the environments that people wi- live live in with yeah. dementia. So it, it, the bus was in Dublin and Galway yeah. a week or so ago, and it, it was. Ma- it's not going to be open to. The, it's not open to the public yet. No. Uh, but would you encourage people to, to, to do it? I don't even think. I think everybody should do it. So do I. Because I think even people that have no experience or dealt with anybody with dementia have this ideology of what it's about, and really they don't have a clue. They're very quick to judge without knowing and being in this situation. So I think it should be made mandatory across the board. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think everybody should experience it. Someone said here, Brendan, I did that bus experience in Cork. It's so moving and frightening, but amazing. Great work done by carers. Wonderful people. Thanks, yeah. Hilary. Yeah, people thought it was amazing, yeah. but terrifying. Oh, I got. I actually got off the bus and I was quite upset. For me, I suppose, I know this is about dementia, but like thinking about my brother and the autism. Yeah. 
it made me think about how I approach myself in situations and even with my the customers that we have and even like my job as a you know a general manager and dealing with the coordinating side of things I we really need to think are these carers the right fit for these people that are looking after these individuals I got a, a, a an interesting one Brendan we need more male carers says Marie in Wexford what do you think of that yeah absolutely it, it is largely female isn't yeah it? yeah no absolutely and we're very lucky in the office that I work for and in Bluebird Care we do have a good few male carers but I think that would be Brilliant. Uh, a lovely, lovely message here. Good morning, Brenda. Loving the show. Thank you very much. The lady sounds like an absolute sweetheart. An amazing woman. Wishing her the very best of luck to Susan and Clark. Oh. Another lovely one. Excellent interview with Emma. It's so important to highlight the role of carers who help bring dignity to vulnerable people from Neve. So quick one. Uh, just uh, when will we get access? Because obviously I have a very personal vested interest <laughs> to get my sisters and me on that bus. When will be the virtual dementia bus be I'm available? I'm not too sure, to be honest now. Yeah. I know it's it's been spoken about in the head office. The quicker, the better. It's um, amazing. Oh, yeah, it's I, I recommend it to anybody. And if anybody is at the onset of dealing with a dementia case, I would recommend that movie with Anthony Hopkins, oh, The Father. It's a great absolutely. insight into the confusion and the frustration yeah. that can happen with yeah. dementia. Yeah. Uh, I, I could talk to you all day, Emma. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank in. Thank you for having me. Thanks a million and best of luck with everything. Thank Let's you. Take a break.